Armistice Day, Veterans Day, Remembrance Day. This day is hallowed and remembered throughout the world. For at the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, the guns fell silent in the Great War. Would you please stand? Let us for a moment of silent prayer honor and respect those who have served, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, and those who continue to wear the uniform of the armed services this day, this night, wherever they may be. In the morn and in the going down of the sun, we will remember them. Amen. I love the way that tonight's first reading is, is written with the gift of wisdom as something that is so attainable and something that is so desirable. It personalizes this gift of God that if you desire it with all your heart, it is waiting for you. God is waiting to give you His wisdom. Remember, this is not the wisdom of the world. This is the wisdom of God. And we need that wisdom so much because there is so much to understand and so much that I think we don't understand about what is going on in our world and in our lives, culture and society of today, but also we don't always understand fully the, what God is asking of us. And so we need to be wise according to His will. We pray every day in the Our Father, Thy will be done. But I wonder if sometimes we don't mean my will that is done. And if that happens to kind of coincide with God's will, then that's great. But if it doesn't, then it's my will that becomes more prevalent and more dominant in my life. And whilst I know what God might be asking of me, I'm not quite ready or able to follow that will or to put it into practice in my life because I don't fully understand it. Why is God asking whatever it may be? And why is He asking it of me? I've got so many other things to do, so many other things to take care of, so many other things to focus on. Why is God asking this of me, maybe now at this moment in my life? And so more than ever do I need that gift of wisdom to discern, to listen, and then to put into practice the will and the desire of God. That I'm ready for whatever comes my way. 
And I see it truly as being God's gift to me. Because God has already mapped out each of our lives. And all He asks of us is that we have that generosity of mind and heart to accept and follow that will, whatever it may be. And you know as well as I do that if there are things that go wrong or seeming to go wrong in our lives, that's still part of God's plan. And again, we don't always understand that. So we need that gift of wisdom in order to say that both the good and maybe the not so good, the blessings and the struggles are all part of who God is trying to make us become. We're already made in His image and likeness, but we've allowed sin and the world and the culture and society of today to really change us. And so God, I think, has sometimes an even harder task of getting that message through to us. Thy will be done. I mean, that's all we need to say. But I've got to mean that from the depths of my being, from the bottom of my heart, and I really don't need to say anything else because God is reading my mind, my heart, my desire, so that when I say, Thy will be done, that's what I truly mean, that God's will is done in me and that He's blessed me with this gift of wisdom to discern that will and purpose, whatever it may be. And that I'm always willing to listen to the voice of God, whenever and wherever that takes place. The Gospels of these last few Sundays in ordinary time before we begin the season of Advent are about the end of time the coming of God in glory into His kingdom. And tonight we have this story of the ten bridesmaids at a wedding feast, five of whom are described as foolish and five who are described as wise. Now, at the time of our Lord, this wedding feast could have gone on for days to allow people to move from one part to the other. Weddings were often organized by the fathers of the bride and the groom. They were in charge of everything. And there comes a point finally in the celebration when the groom brings then his wife to his home where consummation of the marriage will take place. The virgins, the attendants as they're called, are part of that wedding journey, that wedding procession. Now, they've all got lamps to guide them on their way, but some have just brought the lamp, and that's it. No extra flask, no extra oil, which means that that lamp is probably eventually going to go out, because waiting for the bridegroom to come could last many days we know that a lamp does not last that long. And so Jesus says, at one point, the call goes out. 
The bridegroom is here, so the wedding feast can begin. And those who have run out of oil say to the others, lend us some of your oil. Now we might say, well, why didn't they share? Well, maybe there wasn't enough then for the rest of the feast, whatever it may be. We don't know. But the answer was, go and get your own oil. You should have known this. So, of course, they go off to the town to get extra oil. When they come back, everybody has gone into the feast. And the doors are closed. And they say, let us in. And the response is, who are you? Where are you from? Why are you here? In other words, they weren't ready. They weren't prepared for what was about to take place. The image that the Lord uses in this story is, are we prepared? He ends by saying, you do not know the day or the hour. Well, we don't. But are we ready and prepared? And that's not to live your life in kind of fear. It's to live your life in expectant hope that whatever is coming is of God. And whatever is coming is good because it's of God. But am I ready with what I need to prepare for that arrival of God when He finally comes? So think of that lamp for a moment. Let's just think on that. What kind of condition is that lamp in? What does that lamp represent in your life? Is it kind of dirty? Soiled? Dented? Is the glass broken or is the glass okay? Does it work most of the time or just some of the time? What does that represent in your life? Because I think it's meant to represent who we are in our relationship with God. Now, a lamp doesn't work unless you put oil in it. So what do I need in my life to light up within me? I need God's grace. I need God's wisdom. I need God's help. I need God's love. I need the sacraments of the church. I need to be in relationship with God. I need to go to confession. I need to ask for healing, whatever it may be. Those are the things that are going to make my light shine. And the lamp of my life is going to be good. St. Teresa of Calcutta tells a story similar in this vein. She said one day one of her sisters and her went to this house where a person was living quite in a destitute state. It was grime and dirt and filth everywhere. But in the midst of it all was this old oil lamp. And they asked the man, why don't you use it? He says, why? Nobody comes here to see me. Why would I bother lighting the lamp? I may as well just stay in the darkness. She said, if I promise to send you somebody to visit you, will you light the lamp for them when they come? 
he said, okay, I will. And he did. And eventually he told the person, tell mother, my lamp will stay lit now for whoever comes, whenever they come. Until we realize that God is working within us, that God is wanting to buff all those dents out of that lamp of our lives, repair that glass, trim the wick, fill it with oil, and make it beautiful once again. If we don't see ourselves as having that potential, then again, I think we sadden, excuse me, the heart of God. And that's why we have to be prepared We not only have to have the lamp, but the flask and maybe some extra oil as well to face and to deal with whatever comes our way, whatever is given to us from the loving hands of God. Because that lamp is special, if not to you and to me, then to God. Because at the moment of our creation, the moment of our birth, God's light shone upon us. It shone in the womb of our mothers when we were conceived. It shone on us when we came into this world, and it continues to shine. We will dim that light in various ways throughout our lives. But God's light will never go out. And so, what do we sometimes do? We sometimes stay away from the light because we kind of prefer the darkness, which is scary in itself, you know? Because the light shows everything. So I was told a group of volunteers who used to distribute food in central London and under the old railway arches, they knew that people were living in them. They'd shine a flashlight in there to see who was, who was there. And they said one of two things happened. Either people came out towards the light to receive food or clothing or whatever it may be, or they retreated further into the darkness. That's not where we want to be. That's not where we should go. Because the light of Christ is ready to shine in us and through us. And if we pray for the gift of wisdom, then nobody will ever say, that we are foolish. They will say, there is the wise one.